0: So thank you everybody for coming. We will, um, as always, we're going to start with Dr. Salzman's comments, and then we're going to open up for question and answer discussion. So if you have questions as we go, you can post them in the chat. Uh, provide a little context, maybe as to what you're referencing, so that when we come back, uh, we know what to what what you were talking about. Or else, of course, you can also just unmute yourself when the Q and A starts and ask questions. That is preferred. We love to see your faces. I uh, love to have that kind of discussion here. So thank you for coming. Um, and then for my podcast intro, as always, if you are listening to this as a podcast, please like subscribe, rate the podcast, share it with your friends. And if you want to take part in the question and answer and discussion with Dr. Salzman, please join us live the fourth, thir- fourth Thursday of every month. You can find that at Atlas backslash events. So tonight we're talking egoistic foreign military policy. I think it's going to be a great discussion. And with that, I hand it over to you, Richard.
1: Abby, thank you. And I thought, as I've done in the past, I I thought, you know, I really should read this into the record, because it's something I did take some time with and wrote as an intro. So I'm going to do that. It'll sound a little mechanical, but then I'll open it up. And I think I'm going to say fewer things tonight, because I really want to hear from you. Um, Pushback, questions, uh, alternative perspectives. It turns out that, I, I believe that I have a minority view I'm used to having a minority view, but this is really a minority view, because in Washington, in the media, at the Pentagon and elsewhere, almost everyone agrees now that the US should enter World War III. I mean, I just think it's crazy, but here's my opening. Just as rational ego, I'm reading now, so sorry about that. Just as rational egoism is the only proper ethic to guide an individual's life, it's also the only proper ethic to guide a state's relations with other states. This is definitely IR, if you know the the term in academia. Now, here I go. The essence of America is its liberties, its rights, and its capitalist system. Therefore, the self-interest of the United States lies in preserving those values, neither sacrificing nor surrendering them, especially not for so-called humanitarian or altruistic motives, merely to help victimized foreigners you can imagine who i'm thinking about right now the u.s must rationally identify its allies and enemies then act accordingly it must never provide national defense for other nations that mostly pretend to be sovereign nations rational egoism justifies neither pacifism isolationism nor imperialism america can't preserve her essence or institution nor again find a way to fight and win only the right wars without following this egoistic principle. She must be a moral paragon for the world, but never the policeman of the world, Uh, unquote. I have provocatively said, and it can be disputed, I understand, that the US has lost five wars in a row. I think it's true, I think it's tragic, I think it's awful, but I think it reflects the fact that the US has not been adopting The ethic i'm talking about now what are the last five they start with korea so the last war the us both declared and won was world war ii now in world war ii it was attacked by japan it was threatened by nazi germany because they declared war on germany did declare war on the u.s so this is the uh, there's echoes, so people should mute so there's no echo. Uh, someone's not muted. I say this not out of any glee. I think it's disgusting that the U.S. would lose five wars in a row because since the end of the World War II, it's the major superpower of the world. It's because it enters wars with either no real purpose, nationally defined, or no self-interest, And then when they engage in war, they do so in a uh, restrictive, you know, tie your hands behind your back philosophy, a philosophy called just war, which I'll critique if we have time to go into that. The Vietnam War is the most obvious failure. Now, the U.S. did win the Cold War, but that's not a hot war. The, the Afghanistan disaster, 20 years in Afghanistan with a bunch of people who live in caves and the U.S. government military pentagon couldn't defeat them, that is a scandal of enormous proportions. Not only that, the Taliban was more powerful after we left than before we got there 20 years later, and we left, I don't know, estimates of $83 billion of war material at various warehouses and tarmacs in Afghanistan. Now we have the U.S. trying to back, not trying, actually sending armaments and aid to a non-NATO member, Ukraine, which is at war with Russia, which means the U.S. is at war with Russia, it, 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 and without declaring it. Russia never declared war on the United States, It's yet another example now. Is the U.S. going to lose a sixth war in a row? I'm here tonight to say that unless we adopt this principle and fast as possible, that America first, if you want to put it that way, America first, but that would be my advice to you in your own personal life. Egoism means you must be the primary beneficiary of your own actions. It does not mean you exploit other people, but it also doesn't mean you let other people exploit you. The Ukrainian government is thoroughly corrupt. The Ukrainian government for years has been thoroughly corrupt. Zelensky is thoroughly corrupt. The Ukrainian economy is no freer than the Russian economy. I've measured these things. For those of you who know, there are metrics of this. There are metrics of economic freedom. There are metrics of corruption. Ukraine and Russia run neck and neck on all these things. And in, in fact, Russia is slightly freer and slightly less corrupt than the Ukraine. And yet, Republicans, Democrats, all the media, Fox now agrees with MSNBC, they're all in the same uh, sheet, singing from the same choir, funding, supporting, sending military aid to Ukraine, knowing damn well it could cause World War III. I think it is one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen but it definitely means the US is continuing its policy of not caring about Americans, not caring about American borders, but caring more about Ukrainian borders, not caring about the United States financial fiscal condition, caring about others. The US is slowly and sometimes quickly bankrupting itself by getting involved in ridiculous wars that use American soldiers as cannon fodder, running up the national debt, leaving chaos in the wake of deposing all these, who do they depose? Mubarak, Gaddafi, Musharraf. I mean, you can't, it would take all night to list all the autocrats that the US thought it could depose and replace with alleged democracy, and all they've left is carnage and chaos in its wake. i am not anti-american i am so pro-american i am sick and tired of america losing wars and engaging in wars that are self-sacrificial some of it is make the world safe for democracy some of it is we need to be the policeman of the world but the u.s isn't doing either of those things and democracy itself is just ruled by vote it's just ruled by people it isn't ruled by constitutionalism It isn't ruled by any confirmation or promise of respecting rights. So if you look at just the Arab Spring of 2012, the U.S., um, this is not a partisan point, by the way, this is George W. Bush, this is Bill Clinton, this is Barack Obama. They all believe that if you bow down to the idol of democracy, if you just have an election, all will be well, but some of these people's just don't have the philosophy for freedom. I hate to say that, I wish they did. They know where to get it. They can read the Declaration the Constitution and all our founding documents. Students don't even read those things today in America. So why would they read them in the Middle East or Eastern Europe? They don't, they have no conception of how to build free systems. <clears throat> um, couple more points. When the Cold War ended, which was really wonderful, and I attributed mostly to Reagan and Thatcher, but I do give some credit to Gorbachev. Gorbachev realized, and Gorbachev was no real dictator, that the Soviet Union was a complete disaster, that it had not delivered its promises, that there were revolutions going on all over the place in the satellites, and not not just in the satellites, but in Moscow. That Reagan and Thatcher had showed that you cannot possibly keep up with even just a semi-free, semi-freer set of countries like UK and the US. Now, you know, if you know the history, you know that Reagan and Thatcher did not bring uh, America and Britain to pure capitalism. They they only stopped the move towards socialism and fascism and moved each country a bit toward capitalism, just a bit toward capitalism. You know, Maggie privatized all those industries and Reagan completely revived the American economy with supply side economics and a built, not just a buildup of the military, but a moral denunciation of the Soviet Union. They were the evil empire, he said. He said, tear down this wall. He said, I'm not in the Cold War to have a detente, but to win the Cold War. So it, it's a, it is a lesson in a capitalist argument that is both moral and practical. We're not only going to outproduce you, we're more ethical than you and you're evil. Um, that was enormously important to bring down the Soviet Union. Okay, but here's the problem. Reagan, Thatcher, who are to this day hated by the left hated for being, quote, neo-liberals. Neo-liberal just means new advocates of liberty. Yes, that's what Reagan and Thatcher were. Absolutely hated for that. If you remember, the left-wing at the time was pro-Soviet, pro-Stalin, pro-detente, pro-lend-lease act. And Reagan and Thatcher were well-known as anti-communists. So the Cold War ended in 1991, and here's what's very weird, and here's what's very relevant to Ukraine-Russia today. NATO was not disbanded. It wasn't disbanded. Think of that now. NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, formed in 1949, the US and 11 other countries, possibly plausible, I don't think it should have been formed at the time, but on the grounds that the post-war system was going to be bipolar, the Soviet Union versus the United States the Warsaw Pact, meaning the Soviet Union plus 13 or 14 satellites against the U.S. and NATO, uh, where Checkpoint Charlie, you know, uh, in West Berlin was the center of everything, right, with dividing with the, with the Iron Curtain, as Churchill called it. But when the Cold War ended and the Soviet Union disbanded and necessarily the Warsaw Pact dissolved, NATO did not, and I think this was a problem. And I think the real problem, though, subsequently was that NATO expanded. And Putin, you know, was elected in 2000. So Putin goes back 20 years now. He's been elected four, I think, maybe five to four four different times. And I reject the idea that those were unfair or unfree elections. He has won elections four times in a row. The only American who's ever done that is, um, FDR, and I think he's considered a idol among uh, uh, Democrats. But Democrats today hate Putin for winning the same four elections. Go figure. <clears throat> Putin at the time said, it would be nice to be friends with the West. Despite his background at the KGB and elsewhere, he knew the Cold War had shown that capitalism won the day. He was not interested in the rebuilding the Soviet Union. He was not interested in rebuilding Tsarist Russia. He was interested in in entering into trade agreements and other agreements with the West. And sad to say, but Clinton, Bush W and others just wouldn't put up with it. They just wouldn't agree. They literally could not win the peace. They won, Reagan and Thatcher won the war, but their successors refused to win the peace. Meaning refused to bring Russia into friendship with the West. Putin, if you know, was instrumental in helping the U.S. fight terrorism after 9-11. After 9-11, Putin called Bush and said, what do you want us to do? We'll kill any terrorist you identify. We hate Muslim terrorism. That he had shown that in Chechnya already. Um, And the U.S. did not uh, coordinate with him. Yeah, it was a lost, really a lost opportunity. Now, what happened after 1991, after the end of the Cold War? NATO at the time had 18 members. And the Secretary of State under George W. Bush, James Baker said to Putin and the Kremlin, we will not expand NATO. Putin said, why don't you disband NATO? And said they said, we can't approve that, but at least we won't expand NATO because there's no Cold War anymore. The whole point of NATO and the Warsaw Pact was, there's a Cold War. If the Cold War is over, neither of those military alliances should exist. My own view is because the Soviet Union was so awful and so untrustworthy, it was okay to say to them, we're gonna keep NATO for about a decade. We're not gonna expand it, but we're gonna keep it for about a decade. And if you can prove to, yourself, to us that you're going to join the civilized nations, then we'll disband NATO at the end of the century. That's not what happened. Russia did nothing in the 90s to hurt anybody. And instead, NATO expanded. It expanded enormously up to 30 members and always ever eastward, always toward the Russian border. And at every step, the Russians said, and Putin said, stop doing this. The Cold War is over. We don't consider NATO a a purely defensive, entity um it went from being a thousand miles away from moscow to being a hundred and that's why ukraine and georgia that was georgia was a conflict in 2008 if you know georgia and ukraine have spent the last 10 or 15 years flirting with nato trying to be part of nato which to russia means having a u.s military presence right next to russia He doesn't trust America. He shouldn't trust America. Hillary Clinton was almost celebrating that she had killed Gaddafi, that they're on a rampage to kill autocrats. I don't actually consider Putin to be an autocrat. Nevertheless, even if you do consider him to be an autocrat, the U.S. policy is to kill autocrats and then leave chaos and wreckage in its wake. That's what happened in Egypt, Iraq. Pakistan. I could go on and on. I already mentioned this. So Putin knows this. And his goal, I believe, is simply to make Ukraine a buffer zone. He doesn't want Ukraine to be any part of NATO. Uh, He doesn't want any more NATO expansion, but he's been saying that very consistently for years. I don't think it's necessary to make this argument and be accused of, it's really ad hominem, to say you're a Putin puppet. I think all these other people are Zelensky zombies. They're absolutely behind Zelensky. And Zelensky, when you think about it, is an ex-comedian. This would be like America hiring Ray Romano to be the president. He has no experience, and all he's been doing since he got elected in 2019 is poke the Russian bear to taunt Russia, to say and beg to America to be part of NATO. Just last November, he was in the Oval Office begging to be part of NATO and our dotard president, our senile president said, yeah, let's do that. I believe that's what instigated the invasion. Joe Biden and the Biden crime family are totally in bed with Ukraine. Hunter Biden is totally in bed with Ukraine. The only reason they wanna go to war with Russia is because they know they will be able to enhance their authoritarian control over America. They used COVID to extend their authoritarian control over America. Everybody knows that wartime leads to domestic authoritarian spread and control over American liberties. If we don't fight this ridiculous gauntlet of people trying to promote World War III in this country, America will lose its liberties within 10 years. That's why I feel so strongly about this. That's why I feel like people should know the history of this. That's why I think people should be fighting back. Unfortunately, it is a a small group of people who are saying what I'm saying and are trying to warn the American people that these other, they're Democrats, they're Republicans, they're conservatives, they're the Pentagon, they're the media. When you see Fox News and MSNBC saying the same exact thing every night, you have to start asking yourself, what the hell is going on? What's going on is that the warmongers are completely united. They're completely united in wanting World War III. They have completely demonized Russia and Putin. Of course, they've been doing this for years, saying Russia and Putin got Trump elected. So some of this is just them on their same old Russian collusion garbage, and they couldn't drop that, so now they have to be anti-Russian on this particular war. So back to first principles. I think the U.S. is stumbling into stumbling is too nice a world. Now now', word, now actively financing, into the tune of billions of dollars, armaments into Ukraine sending military advisors to train them to use the weapons. It's like Vietnam all over again, only this is against Russia and China because Russia and China are allied now. They're, they're in alliance. They struck this alliance at the Olympics before the Russian invasion. The US under Biden and Democrats do start most wars or enter most wars in US history. So this is not gonna be a surprise. This is what Democrats do. They claim to be the peaceniks. They claim to be the humanitarians, but they always get America involved in ridiculous, costly, and immoral wars. And that's what they're doing here. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's an abominable, immoral thing that the Biden people are doing, and they're being supported by certain conservatives, as you know. Uh, I think I'll stop there and open it up to questions and comments. Um, I think it's about 8:20 now, or so. so. I know there's going to be a lot of people who disagree with my interpretation, so that's that's fine. That's okay with me. If I'm getting any of this wrong, let me know. If you see a different way, let me know. But a lot of this is hard. This is hard to analyze when you think of it because you need some of it. You need to know the history. Some of it you need to know military and foreign policy strategy. I haven't really talked about economics and economic sanctions. I have a lot to say about that. So.